1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees. 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Mobile.com. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.TV. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Every single hump day here, 3 p.m., you know him you love him. Former NFL quarterback, host on 790 in Houston. The great Sean Salisbury now joins us on the North Homestead. Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Sean, welcome, bud.
1: Hey, thanks. Good to be on with you guys. Hope you're well.
0: Um, You know what? We're on the mend, but we're okay because we got yep. some just fire football coming this weekend. If if you had to choose one to win a game right now, are you picking Mahomes or are you picking Burrow?
1: Burrow. In this game... I, I love. I, well, they're the two. That, listen, we have the levels. I think, and I think we sometimes overdo one game or three games. I'm talking about over the course of it. Just let's say two years body of work and how they close out, and then this year, red zone, all those things. It's not saying that there's not a lot of talented ones, but there's two and kind of a third in the the top group, and it's the two in this weekend and Josh Allen. Now, Josh next year's got to clean up throwing, you know, five picks in a red zone and some careless stuff, but he's such a dynamic player. We've seen that in the last year when he played against Mahomes. So you can put three in that category. Then there's the next level. And on any, and this sounds so cheesy and, and, and you know, elementary and cliche that on any given day, all three of those can beat you. Well, we've seen it. Mahomes has got Allen. Uh, Burrell's got both. That's the deal. And Allen, I think got Mahomes as well. So, yeah, I would take Burl, and not just with the injury. I've had the high ankle sprain, and I fortunately before my sophomore year against playing against Elway, I had two weeks, and it was fairly severe, taped it up, heavy, and then a heavy spat job. And Mahomes is far freakier athlete than me and all that stuff. So whatever that medication and ice and shot to get ready to play in a game this big with this magnitude, they will be ready to go. I don't know how close to 100%. If it's an ankle, like you mentioned, if it's just banged up and tender but not sprained, it may be a different story. But if you get ninety percent of Mahomes, eighty five percent you're in good shape. I just love the way Burrow handles any situation as well as Mahomes. And I think Cincinnati is a tough matchup on both sides of the ball for Kansas City. The key is you gotta stop Kelsey. But I'll take Burrow. I had since about week ten I felt that they were the best team in the AFC and I and I'm not backing off that. I think Cincinnati goes in and wins. Sean, what happened to the Buffalo Bills on Sunday? Was it that the Bengals were just too good? Was it hey, this team's been through so much adversity, Von Miller, DeMar Hamlin, the whole situation that that they maybe just ran out of gas. What do you think happened with Buffalo? I think emotion, you know, the emotions, the ebbs and flows of emotion go up, and now there's no question about, you know, you lose one of your – and unfortunately the injury – I'm not talking about DeMar Hamlin, I'm talking about Von Miller or when you lose players, Mixon was out for a minute for Cincinnati this year. I mean, the ebbs and flows and that part of injuries happen. The key is the depth of your team. You saw what Henny did, driving 98 yards to take care of his business in the game. That's what they're supposed to do. Well, now, not 98 yards is probably a little irrational for me to think that's supposed to happen with all backups, but they're on the roster. They're supposed to do their job, and I think the depth of it, they've had a lot of injuries this year. Remember, Michael Hyde was banged up. Yep. Tredavious White trying to get back into it. Miller, and then, obviously, the Hamlin stuff. There's no doubt the, the, the injuries, but the injuries affect everybody, so... I'm not willing. The Hamlin emotion, for sure. The, up, the, you know, the, the, the draining emotion of what went on, and rightfully so for him. But when you hit the field and you're at home, regardless of the weather, the emotion has to kick into the energy that you are on the doorstep of another opportunity to get to a Super Bowl with one more win if you take care of that one. So I, I, I think Cincinnati Bengals are just better. I, I do. You know, you, when you turn it over, the other quarterback doesn't. Mixon rushes for 100-plus. Your, your run game doesn't do the same thing. I think the most underrated part of that game is the defensive coordinator, the way he's calling defenses for Cleveland, and it'll matter this week with Kelsey, but also the way that the offensive line manhandled Buffalo's front seven. And then the frustration mounts. So mm-hmm. I just think right now, to be honest with you, I think Cincinnati's a better team. I do. I think Cincinnati's better. And Buffalo's got something to do this offseason to get themselves right.
0: Sean, looking to the NFC, we got a Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts matchup in the NFC title game. Who do you favor to come out of the NFC?
1: (sighs) This is, if you're faint of heart, you probably don't want to be involved in this damn game, Uh, or watch it, should I say. It is going to be, think about this, guys. If I say, find me a weakness on either team, can you? The statistics tell you, what is it, Philadelphia's run defense is 21st in the league. I know the eye test doesn't say that. Uh, the, the eye test says they run gap blitz, they know how to tackle. They're so key on getting after the quarterback with those guys, with those guys pan on the ground, and those 70 sacks and 60-plus come from those guys, that I believe that, that you know sometimes they may overrun them. But I, I, I'm not going this game thinking we can dominate the run, and yet the 49ers' run offense is as well-designed and as efficient and can be as dominant as any is in the league. And look what McCaffrey's done since he's been there. I don't think they've lost. So, uh, for me, this is one hell of a matchup. The, going in, we would have said seven weeks ago, oh, if Brock Purdy, whoever the quarterback is, is a weakness. Find me that weakness. A guy has overcome adversity. The guy has proven he's the starter. That sometimes scouts and general managers and coaches miss, and all those teams have passed up. And my favorite thing, he gets over good and bad plays equally as well. He does, equally as quick. So, Hertz has played like a monster. Coordinators on both teams, people are, are – craving to go in and run their program i mean it's crazy both passing games are dynamic both running games can kill you both quarterbacks got their feet and their arm it's going to you know i hate to say it but isn't it going to come down to a flip the field a back a guy up and get a turnover and get the better field position one quarterback lays it on the ground on a strip sack fumble i don't you're going to have to beat the other team i don't see somebody beat themselves this is going to be nasty. Both teams can rush the quarterback. Both teams got stars galore. Inevitably, it probably comes down to a good coach's decision. And who has, I guess, bigger stones in this game? Hurt to Purdy? Both of them have proven all year long or half the season for Purdy that they can handle it. And we're going to see if going on the road across the country if this is just another game for Brock Purdy. It's going to be interesting.
0: You think Brock Purdy is the future in San Francisco, or is this just a holdover?
1: I, I, to, to me, I, I don't know four years from now, you know, Dustin, but I can tell you now. Uh, or Brock even Purdy, just next year, maybe. Yeah. Well, if Brock Purdy was a first round, let, let's just say he was uh, the, the uh, 15th pick of the draft. Fair enough? Yeah, Not sure. Not the last pick. He, you know what the, you know, the national media in San Francisco and everybody's talking about? Contract we, extension. We, 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 we found <laughs> ourselves our franchise quarterback. The stigma of, well, he was the last guy drafted, what's wrong? And we keep looking for the, 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 you know, the wheel to fall off. We keep looking for him to screw it up or to lose his poise and not overcome a bad play or not make the plays that are necessary. And he doesn't. So I don't know if he's going to be a superstar in 10 Pro Bowls. I can tell you this. So what has Trey Lance done? Or, I mean, Jimmy's played well, obviously, but his contract's up. And they were going to move in a different direction anyway. But what has Trey Lance done that would tell you that he deserves a job, other than being drafted higher, than Brock Purdy? Everybody on the team talks about they're better. You see the guys rally around them, McCaffrey and Kittle. While I, I still want to see what Trey Lance is all about, how can I go in just because he was banged up and hurt and go into the offseason because he was the – we traded all these assets for him that you're the quarterback. Isn't it now Brock Purdy's and that Trey Lance has got to take it from him? If the 49ers start Trey Lance and he's the number one guy going into next year, and you can lose your job by injury. It'd be crazy. Now Lance, he may be a star, but he may not see the field there. So if you just flip the script and made Brock Purdy the 5'11", foot first round pick, every if this was Lamar Jackson, if it was Josh Allen in their, Mahomes in their rookie year, we would be saying this dude is the franchise quarterback. Man, look at the 49ers future. The only reason we're not is physically he doesn't fit the 6'4 bill and because he was the last guy drafted, which is a bad and lazy narrative for people who don't study the position.
0: Sean Salisbury on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Sean, uh, the AP Defensive Player of the Year finalists have been announced. That's Nick Bosa, Chris Jones of Kansas City, and Dallas' Micah Parsons. Uh, The name we obviously don't see here is, is Miles Garrett. His stats. Uh, almost to a man are uh, right up there with Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and, and Micah Parsons. Should we look at Miles Garrett as being a snub, not being one of the finalists for this year's AP Defensive Player of the Year award?
1: Oh, I think you can, sure. And we, 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 we uh, you know how I feel about uh, Miles Garrett. I think he's a great, great football player. But here's the deal. I mean, I, don't they only announce three finalists, and they say, okay, if you're going to put Miles Garrett on, all three of those guys—Cowboys playoffs, Bosa playoffs. Chris Jones playoffs, and I know you say it, but sometimes the the vote it gets lost in the shuffle. The MVP in the NFL is not going to be even if you had five thousand yards of passing and thirty five touchdowns, wouldn't be on. Well, even Gino, who got beat in the playoffs, had a Pro Bowl year. He, he not gonna, he's not going to he's not going to be in the final three. So I think a lot of it has to do with you know what we see and who are you taking off the list. If we have three finalists. Are you going to take Chris Jones off? Without Chris Jones, Kansas City defense completely changes. We know that Bosa is a game wrecker, and Parsons with the naked eye is as good as any second-year outside linebacker slash pass rusher that we've seen in a long time. So while it's a bummer for Miles Garrett, I think we understand why the landscape says if the Browns were still playing with those numbers, I would not be shocked if they would have said, oh, okay, Miles Garrett, but when you're not playing for a playoff spot, the voters kind of just push you aside even though you put the numbers up and somebody's going to get left off. I have no argument with the three guys that are on there because I can't take any of them off considering what they've done.
0: So I think what this is hinting to is, we, you know, when you work in a market where a great player plays, you can sometimes be blind to how he is perceived outside of the market. And, you know, when we've had people on – they they've talked about Miles as yes, he's great, but in that but is he's not in the category of Nick Bosa or TJ Watt. But yet again, statistically, he's right there. Right. It, it, yeah. Is 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 Miles looked at in that conversation outside of Cleveland or is is maybe this just us being super hard on on our best player on a disappointing defense this year? I think
1: it's the latter. When and here's the deal cuz to be honest, if you're, if you're anybody that watches him play, and maybe the narrative because, you know, the, the, the Cleveland has, has not won a lot recently. I mean, obviously through the playoffs, but you know all the stuff they've been through and getting watched. And and, and I don't think that, that you're too hard on him. I mean, because he, he's part of 11 guys on defense. But when you are considered one of the worst tackling teams in the league and your defense had to fire their defensive coordinator, and really in truth, that if you take Miles Garrett out of a game this year or contain him, you, you the, you're, not, you're not getting a whole lot of help this year. They're good players, but they didn't execute it this year. So I think that for me, I think anybody I go tell if you say give me five or six guys you love at that position, his name's going to get mentioned. He's a good player, but it, it kind of, you do get lumped into the team you're playing for, and that narrative that, oh, it's the Cleveland Browns. We, we don't see enough of them. And they're deep. they'll look at the numbers on defense and say, oh, no. It, that's just, it's like a quarterback on offense. The initial thought is, well, he goes and gets his, but it's not really impacting the defense, which is false. But not everybody watches the Cleveland Browns like you, you do, you two, and me every week. So, yes, he could very easily next year be the defensive player of the year because he's that good. The problem is again who you are taking out. So I think the narrative has to do with the overall. It's the Browns' defense and their struggles. And you fire your coordinator, and when the other coordinators on the other teams, spagnolo has been to the Super Bowl. We know obviously with with the with the other guys uh, with the, with um, D'Amico, Ryan's. We we know those guys and Michael Parsons, Dan Quinn. Their defenses have risen up and went to the playoffs. So you get lumped into eleven guys when. It really is an individual statistic, but in turn, they don't treat it like that. They just assume the Browns' defense isn't any good. So I can't send Miles to the finalists, is I think what the voters think. Sean, we didn't get a chance, to I don't think, to have you on last week after the Jim Schwartz hiring. I'm just curious your thoughts on that hire for the Browns. I think Jim's really good. I do. You know, he's been at this a long time. If you're looking for fire and accountability, he's going to bring it. Now, the result, you know, getting good players and how they're going to respond and all that result. And you know, I can sit here and say how good it is. I-, I think it's a good hire. I do, because Jim's had success as a defensive coordinator. You know, sometimes we say, well, he's been a bunch of different places and some places it worked and some places it didn't. But he's held in high regard. Uh, he's going to have, you know, his steam, He'll do everything he can to put his stars wherever he's been. He's tried to put those stars in position to dominate, but also – I think you're going to see a little more aggressiveness and you're going to see a guy who kind of takes on. So one thing about defense is maybe unlike offenses, because you know, the calmness of a coordinator on offense most of the time. And when you see them, but then you see defense coordinators, D'Amico, the energy, these guys got a little bit of fire in their belly. And it's sometimes it's outwardly. And Jim's got fire in his belly. And I usually believe that the defenses take on that personality. And you see more of the head coach. So there'll be fire and there'll be accountability. Now, you got to get results, so I think it's a good hire, and I think they're headed in the right direction. And I think they can't help but be better this next year. And then the commitment to being better tackling. But Jim's been around it a long time, and he will hold them accountable.
0: Sean, I'm asking this because the Browns just went seven and ten, and uh, it's a little tough to see the sun from here. Uh, what do you need to be a championship team in 2023?
1: Well, a guy under center better make a hell of a lot of plays, and I mean a hell of a lot. It's a Take a look when we went into the playoffs. Why the four? We could talk about defensive playmakers. Every one of these quarterbacks has been lights out the entire time and the last handful of the They just have. I mean, aside from Hertz's injury, they've all done everything necessary to do it, and then they're getting stops on defense, and they've got more than one player to beat you. So I think Cleveland, you know, they've got a, a recommitment in Kevin Stefanski to find the rhythm with finally having that quarterback to make sure that they stay committed to physicality at the line of scrimmage and running the ball. But like the USC Trojans, I'll use that as an example. Dynamic quarterback, they can score, but they can't get off the field. Their defense can't get off the field. So until USC, like Alex Grinch and all that, until USC finds a way to keep somebody under 40, they're not winning a national title even with the best player in America and would be the first pick in the draft. Same thing here. You've got a dynamic quarterback who will finally – have an off season to settle in with his teammates. They'll be better offensively. The question is, will do they have enough players? So if you're going to do it, that guy better be great. Baltimore's not going away. They've making some changes. Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin should get Mike Tomlin's the best coach of any maybe in the league right now. He had no business going nine and eight, and he did. They they should get better. And we know the Cincinnati Bengals are clearly the best team in this division right now. So you're going to if you're in a chase mode, but you better take care of your own business. The quarterback's going to have to play at a Pro Bowl level to keep a minute, because that's commonplace now for the best teams in the league.
0: Sean, great stuff, buddy. Uh, really do appreciate. It. Enjoy the uh, conference title round this weekend, bud.
1: We got the four best teams playing. Forget their, you know, where they were seated. These are the four best. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, fellas.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours